This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Hey, what's happening? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. How are you? Doing all right. How are you this morning? Doing good, doing good. <sighs> Excited about Tuesday. Yeah. Rich's what's favorite Tuesday? day of the week. <laughs> you know, I'm going to see Annie tonight, Jeff, at the Aronoff. At oh, the that'll Broadway. be fun. So I think that'll make my Tuesday a touch more fun. Yeah. It's going to be a hard knock life for the rest of us. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I might go to Royce. Uh, beforehand. Oh, what's it's supposed Royce? to be so good. So I have not been to Royce yet, but it's right next to Jeff Ruby, and mm-hmm. it used to be where Tiffany's is. Oh. Um, it's like a really cute little kind of bistro-style restaurant. French, French dining, yeah. Ooh, um, I would prefer to go there when they can actually open up everything, because it's kind of like this open-air restaurant that's really pretty, but it's closed off right now just because it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we're looking for some small bites, and I'm like, maybe we should stop by there. Man, you live the life. Yeah, right. You go to all the fancy shows. <laughs> yes, joints. I do. You're right. You know, my shoulders night is with the Annie. stars. You know, <laughs> you're like, oh, hey, after. <laughs> Who was that? That was the mayor. I called him Babe. That's like, right, hey, Babe. Babe. Yeah, that's right. My nice. boyfriend was like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "That's the mayor." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just uh, on the scene, man. Hobnobbin. Hobnobbin. All right, coming up, how highly do you regard Dolly Parton, Martha Stewart, and Elon Musk? We'll have the story, plus your favorite seat of the movies is going to cost you. But first... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Do you know what the date is today? February 7th. It is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Fettuccine Alfredo Day. What? You've got to be joking. Why would I joke about that? I'd, I'd never joke about this. It actually is National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Well, we should celebrate. Do something. How should we celebrate? We're totally making Fettuccine Alfredo. Breakfast of champions. Breakfast of champions. Yeah, and then I realized I'm not good at making Fettuccine Alfredo. A happy National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. It's showtime. Happy National Fettuccine Alfredo Day, Jen. Oh, is that your favorite Italian dish? I do. I do love it. You like it? Yes, I do. The one at Carrabba's, I have. I especially. Yeah. <laughs> you know they got, got the peas in it, Alfredo. the chicken and the peas in it, noodles mm-hmm. and company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think that they might have it. I'm not even missed sure. opportunity if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I go there for my pad thai, but man, yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. <laughs> Is Yellowstone ending this summer? We'll have the story. Uh, Your favorite seat at the movies is going to cost you. We'll get to both those stories here in just a few moments. But first, let's begin the Sour Z News with, uh, I was going to call them Q ratings, but this is not like an official Q rating. This is more like just sort of an informal BuzzFeed poll, right? Yeah, they tossed out the names of 50 different celebrities and asked people if they have a positive or negative opinion of them at the moment. So some of these, I mean, I think are are unexpected, you know, are pretty. This is what we would guess. Yes. Danny DeVito and Keanu Reeves were number one. Both got 96% positive opinions. Dolly Parton not far behind with 95. She's pretty awesome. Wait, leading this pack for Danny DeVito and Keanu Reeves? Yes. Okay. Because how do you not, you know, how do you not have a positive opinion about either one of them? Well, that's true. I just, 
thought maybe, I don't know, Dolly Parton was a little more relevant and <laughs> would have had a slight edge, but okay. Well, she's at 95%, so just one percentage Close point second. back. Ryan Reynolds at 92. Blake Lively, who's married to Ryan at 91. Chris Evans and George Clooney at 90. Tom Hanks and Lady Gaga are at 89. Adam Sandler with 82, Nicole Kidman with Despite 80. Despite his movies. Despite he's his movies. Oh, well, he's got enough good ones. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you throw enough of them out there. Adam Sandler was couple. here last night. Did you guys know he played his Heritage Bank uh, tour? He did his live, Adam Sandler Live. You know yeah. anybody and, that went? Well, no, but I saw this morning. I know a bunch of people on Facebook. And Chris Rock was there, evidently. He showed up out of the blue. And nice. so did maybe Rob Schneider, I think. Oh, fine. So it was Rob like a, Schneider pretty much shows up anywhere Adam Sandler They're connected does. Yeah. at the yeah. camp, I think. But yeah, how fun that Chris Rock hmm. was there. That's, oh, great. that's great. And Adam Sandler is the best doing stand-up. 100%. And he brought his... Uh, guitar out and i guess he sang some of his old favorite songs That's oh great. good i'm kind of sad i missed it now yeah how nicole kidman do 80 percent. miley cyrus and taylor swift at 77 i'm surprised miley was that high same i'm surprised taylor wasn't higher yeah harry styles and martha stewart both got 74 okay okay now here's the here are the ones that are kind of in the middle that it's kind of a tie for yeah, like in the 50% name. Yeah, right category. around 50-ish. Okay. Doja Cat and Liam Hemsworth, Chelsea Handler, Ben Affleck, Dave Chappelle, and Blake Shelton. Mm. Now, here are the ones we don't like very much. At, top, at the top of the list are Mark Zuckerberg, 94%, have negative opinions of Mark Zuckerberg. Followed by Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos at 91. Titans of industry. Uh-huh. Ellen DeGeneres and Adam Levine both got 90% negative. Wow. Still mad at Ellen, huh? Yeah, and Adam. Huh. Well, it's because he cheated on his wife. Pregnant wife. wife. Pregnant wife. Got kind of arrogant. Mm -hmm. Kylie Jenner, 82% negative. Kim and Chris were both at 75. And then James Corden, 78. Yeah, I feel like the Kardashians and Jenners never do well in these polls, yet their ratings are just... People love to hate them. Yep. Yeah, and their their and their money just keeps inflating and inflating and inflating. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're still going to movie theaters these days. I feel like most people, you know, stream or watch at home. But if you do go to the movies, your favorite seat is going to cost you. And we'll explain as we continue with E News next. Over the week, I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And U.S. military fighter jets shot down a Chinese spy balloon over the Atlantic Ocean. And this is fun. Instead of a medal, the pilot who popped the balloon got to pick any stuffed animal on the top shelf. Producers have released a trailer for a new reality show about actor Sylvester Stallone and his family. Then, yeah, you're probably going to need the captions on. <laughs> Next year, Apple could introduce a more expensive iPhone called the Ultra. Ooh. Yep. This one will have two flashlights that turn on in your pocket. Oh. <laughs> of course, you got to take better care of a more expensive iPhone. If you drop this one in the toilet, you have to put it in a bowl of risotto. I don't know this. If this is a sign of age, I'm just you know growing into a crotchety old guy. But if I go to the movies, I just want to buy a ticket and pick out my seat and sit down and watch the movie. I I don't want to go through this whole having to choose your seat, right? Well, I don't care. I'll figure it out when I walk in there. Let me assess. You don't have a like a preferred spot in the like I I like about four rows up in the middle. So okay. I like being, yeah, kind, I don't want to be but too close. that's where closed. everybody wants to be, though. You're surrounded by all these people. I'd yeah, rather be these back. These seats are so big. I mean, I like to feel like I'm in the movie. And if I'm all the way back and I see all these other people sitting in front of me, it feels like I'm, you know, just sitting there watching TV. Okay, but- this is another thing with the big seats and all. 
All right. They extend too far out. I just want like a regular theater seat. I got to be engaged in the movie. Like I'm sitting upright, kind of like, you know, a little bit of a recline. Do you not recline? I don't need these big, huge, lazy boys. Do you put your feet up? No. You don't? No, I don't. Oh, I love it. I love it. I sit there. I mean, I might, you know, I like the fact that it's wide and I might cross my legs or whatever, but. Mm -hmm. See, the last two times I've been to a movie, uh, you get your ticket and it says you are in row six seat four or mm-hmm. whatever but then i go to that seat and someone's in it really oh, really did Ma'am, they not you have know to where they were going like <laughs> yeah but i think the thing though i like to sit by i like to sit at the top and by the exit at the top just in case i gotta get out of there gotta go i need to know where all the exits are yeah if something happens at that place i'm bouncing i'm out yeah and you pay a lot of money for those fancy seats now lot more expensive than they were when you just you know walk in and pick a seat uh now you're going to get to choose between paying even more or having a worse seat because there's a new pricing system at amc called sightline this was a matter of time where tickets will be priced differently based on where you're sitting I believe it. And it's very much like how concerts work. Or My seats are going to be pricey. You're you're probably going to be in the most expensive part of the am. theater. <laughs> yes, you are. Of course I am. You always like the most expensive I thing happening. I do, and I pick it out. It's not on purpose. I just like what I like. I guys. like what I like, and it just happens to always be. I don't have any numbers here, and I don't know what you currently pay, but standard sightline seats will be the most common and will be available for the whatever the usual high cost of a ticket is. But value slight sightline tickets will cost slightly less. The as, front row in is the worst. Yeah, that's probably right. you it's just get terrible. In for free if you want to sit up there. Really, yeah. you should. Because <laughs> well, there was a neck and a headache. Oh, I meant to tell you, Jen, on a totally unrelated note to this. Remember how we were talking yesterday about Twilight and why it was coming back? Yes. One of the listeners sent me a message that said that it is the 20th anniversary of when the woman had her dream. Stephanie Meyer. That inspired Twilight. Okay. So that's why. Well, that's that's a darn good reason, I suppose. I don't know why that just hit me. You were talking about About movies. movies. The new pricing, the new uh, theater seat pricing will start this weekend in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City, but it's expected to be at all their locations by the end of the year. What are they going to hit us with next? I don't know. Do you know what you pay? How much a a ticket costs? You know... I want to say somewhere between like, like nine bucks? and eleven bucks. Oh, is that it? You're yeah. going to matinees, though, right? Usually matinees. Isn't it more expensive for the big screen too, though? If you do like the like, well, IMAX we or Maverick, whatever that is, yeah, I feel like I paid like twenty. Yeah, it is more something. expensive if you go to that. But it's been a bit since I've been, and I don't pay that close attention. Oh, mm. uh, so Yellowstone. <sighs> <laughs> Why are you breathing so heavy? Because I'm halfway into season two. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with my mom. And both of us are just like, every person in this is horrible. These are awful people. I can, I, I struggle to find one person to root for. I think I found one that I like, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm, I'm stepping lightly into that because he may disappoint me soon as well. So. He's obviously an ex-con, so what did he do? Who do you root for? Uh, The the daughter-in-law. Monica. Yeah. Monica. Yeah, she's sweet. sweet. Yeah, I like her. She is sweet. I do like Jimmy, Jen. Jimmy is one of the ranch Rooting for Jimmy. I like him a lot. But I'm with you. It's such a... Like, we're, we're ahead of you. We're on season four now. And even at night, I have to pull the cover up. <laughs> so there is, a, so there's very little hope for me for another 20, 30 episodes at least. Just take your time. Just don't watch a lot at once. It is just so upsetting. And if you're a big fan, you might be disappointed to hear that Kevin Costner might be leaving Yellowstone due to some scheduling conflicts. He does have other projects, you know. He's, yeah, can't be helped. <laughs> I hate that he does that with his voice. I wish he'd stop it. That's the way it is. I just don't like how it. ranchers talk, Jen. You're just going to have to get uh, used to it. Sounds like he swallowed so much dust. He is... Um, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he might have. He's directing, starring in a Western film called Horizon. 
that could lead to the original Yellowstone coming to an end with season five wrapping up later this year. Thing is, though, the show's pretty darn popular. So if that does happen, there is talk of a possible spinoff with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. All right, so my nephew was telling me over the weekend that there is a spinoff that's supposed to be in the works because Taylor Sheridan, who is the creator, um, bought in on a real-life ranch called The Four Sixes, which does come up in season four. And I'm wondering if Matthew McConaughey is going to be... a neighboring rancher? Like, like he's from Texas originally, so I wonder, and that's where this ranch is, I wonder if he's going to be like the... Kevin Costner of the Four Sixes. Hmm. <laughs> He's not going to be doing that. I'll tell you what. He's going to get his ass kicked. Well, a spokesperson for Paramount said, we have no news to report. Kevin Costner is a big part of Yellowstone, and we hope that's the case for a long time to come. But we are always working on franchise expansions of this incredible world. Incredible world. Because there's so Horrible many. world. But there's so many already. God. Matthew McConaughey is a phenomenal talent. We'd love to work with him. Jeff, do you watch? I know you're current on Yellowstone, correct? Uh, sort of. I mean, I, I skip around. I'm behind. I'm trying to keep up with Kristen, but she's way ahead of me. And so I kind of pop in. I get bits and pieces of it, but I kind of know what's sort of going on. So do you watch any of the other ones, like the 1920s and the 18s, whatever? I haven't seen the 1920. I, I have seen some of the 1800s, and if you think... The Yellowstone is tough to watch. This is even harder because these are like these are pioneers that are making their way to the promised land, and so they're doing horrible things to Native Americans along the way. And, well, and just horrible things that happen just in the journey, all the perils that come with that, and taking children with you, scurvy, oh. and all kinds of things, and things even more disturbing <laughs> than that. Really? Yeah. Fun <laughs> television. All this stuff we just used to play on fun. the Oregon Trail. Yeah, it's basically up. just Oregon oh Trail, God. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's not a great show with great writing. It's It's just just hard to have to watch. You got to be in a certain frame of mind. Now, does it matter which one of those you watch first or can you? Well, somebody was telling me, Jen, that I think the 1883 one, this is what they told me, is that it's easier to watch because when you get to the 1920s, you kind of have to start figuring out who is who on the bloodline and how people are related to current day people. Does that make sense? Because those are Kevin Cosner's parents, right? I believe so. And so that's why it's like, or his grandparents or whoever. So you got to try to start figuring out who is who and who's doing what and where they all come from. So I don't know. I'm just not going to watch any of them. I'm just going to stick to the path. (laughs) I don't know. I, I might be done after Yellowstone. We'll see. Okay. Jennifer Coolidge used to be a waitress at the beginning of her career, and uh, as all waitresses know, there are always rude customers. So Jennifer used the worst interactions to her advantage. She wrote about them to perform as comedic skits at an improv theater in L.A. She talked about it while accepting a Woman of the Year award from Hasty Pudding Theatricals last weekend, and she said it was life-changing to kind of mock all of the people who were so cruel and mean and play them on stage Uh, because it's very therapeutic. You know, you sort of get it out of your system. You're like, I don't even care that they weren't nice because I got amazing characters out of people I worked for, and I feel like that's the most inspiring thing. My favorite characters were the most wretched of people. (laughs) And by the way, uh, Jennifer says she would absolutely love to do Legally Blonde 3 if that opportunity ever presents itself. Oh, fun. How fun. She is just fun. I have not watched White Lotus Season 2 yet. Have you guys seen Season 2? I liked Season 2. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with White Lotus because it, it, the storylines never ran the way that I want them to mm-hmm. in a nice, tidy bow. And sometimes the characters I'm rooting for, uh, it, it doesn't always end well for them. But what I liked about season two was just the the environment. Like, I feel like I'm going on vacation mm-hmm. with these folks. And that's something that Kristen and I do whenever we travel is we... And we did it in Bermuda. Like, we're spectators. We people watch. We watch the dynamics of other couples and 
other families, other guests, mm-hmm. and we attach stories to them. Yeah, a couple yeah. of little nosy Nancys. We create our own little white <laughs> lotus that's show. Fun, yeah. And uh, it's a fun narrative. And so that's part of, I think, why we like the show. And we really like season two because it takes place in Sicily. Oh, mm. Very cool. Yeah. We do that too, where you give people a story. You're like, what do you think their story is? And you're like, oh, he's totally cheating on his wife. Yeah. Or he's blah, 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 blah. And that's how they sort of started the first season. Mm-hmm. And they do that again in the second season where you have spectators who are kind of guessing, yeah. you know, everyone's story. And then as you, the viewer, gets to know them, yeah. you discover it's some, in some cases they're dead on. And in other cases, they weren't even close. Does that make you wonder what other people are sitting at another table and thinking <laughs> when they're looking at you and Kristen and going, I wonder what their story the is. The thought has occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any guesses what they might think? I don't. I don't give it that much energy. So White Lotus is on what network is it? Uh, it's HBO uh, Max. Okay. HBO Max, and there's two full seasons in there. So I've never. Wa- I'm going to check that out. Yeah. All right. It's been 25 years since Creed was everywhere. 10 years since they've been gone. And singer Scott Stapp just did an interview where he admitted that he should get the blame for the band breaking up. He said he got mixed up in some things while living the rock star lifestyle, and he was having fun. But the rest of the band was frustrated because they'd picked up this Christian rock image, and the lifestyle wasn't fitting with that. So they didn't want to look like hypocrites or have to live a lie. Christian things started with Scott. It wasn't something that the rest of the band was even aware of at first. And this was the original breakup in 2004. They got back together in 2009, did a couple of tours, put out an album, Went on hiatus in 2013, and that hiatus is still happening despite on and off talk about another possible reunion. Hmm. You kind of forget how many hit songs they had. With arms wide open. Higher. Yeah, higher. And that that's, was uh, that's it, right? I think there was more than that. <laughs> we had some, We had a coworker that was so in love with Scott Stapp. Oh, I couldn't oh, stand yeah. him. I had to like tune him out. Yeah. Not for me. Not your guy. Uh, well, since you're talking about uh, older rock bands, Linkin Park will release a new song. Fritchie, I know that's one of your favorites. Love Plus, them. Yeah, I like them a lot. Linkin Park will release a new song on Friday called Lost. Uh, it's an outtake from their 2003 album, Meteora. So, uh, Meteora. So, it includes Chester Bennington, and they dropped this preview. And I'll never break away. Because when not. Sounds like them. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And uh, speaking of really aging rock bands, the manager of KISS, Doc McGee, has admitted publicly that Paul Stanley uses a backing vocal track live in concert. Not shocked. Wow. No. But they are in place to enhance the overall concert experience. Here is a clip of KISS live from last year when Paul is nowhere near the microphone, but his voice is heard. The clip you're listening to also has fireworks going off prematurely. And drummer Eric Singer forgetting to stop playing for a few moments like the original song. But what used to go unnoticed lives forever on the internet. Yep. I I just got a text message from my boyfriend that says, Hey, do you remember waking me up last night and asking if... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. What did you do? And asking if the cows are okay. <laughs> oh, my God. If the cows are okay. And then he goes, I go, huh? And you said, Dave, are the cows okay? <laughs> Damn Yellowstone is what he was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Were you watching before yes. bed? That's I know. So I just got through that, too. Do you remember asking me if the cows are okay? <laughs> God, that's funny. Do you remember... The first time we ever spoke about Yellowstone in this studio. We were all like, what's that dumb And I said, 
Oh, don't watch it right before bed. Yeah, this is why. Yeah. Can't watch it and before bed. Like yeah. Towels, babe. I need to know <laughs> how yeah. many heifers do we have? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how it starts. Yeah. Um, all right, coming up: three headlines, two fake, one real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Big Time with special guests Max and Jax. Sunday, July twenty third at Riverbend. Uh, tickets don't even go on sale till Friday, but you'll have a chance to win them before you can buy them. But first, check the roads. We got Denise here now with your latest Q102 traffic. Kaylee. Yes. Hey, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. How are you? Excellent. Awesome. Got your three headlines here. You pick the real one. You're going to go see Big Time Rush. Ooh, wonderful. I know. So which one is it? Is it A? Guy loses it when coworker stinks up the bathroom and attacks him with a plunger. Is it B, a naked man terrorized a hotel by swinging a toilet plunger at guests? Or C, woman pulled over for speeding has 78 stolen plungers in her trunk? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with B. You're right. Yay! It is. Yeah. Well done. Yes, when you're staying at a hotel, the ideal amount of interaction with other guests is, uh, I would say, zero. <laughs> <laughs> but this is on the extreme other end of that spectrum. Last week, a man at a Marriott in Iowa confronted another guest in a stairwell while naked. Ah, oh, jeez. Sorry about that. And swinging a toilet plunger around. Mm. Better he, that than something else. <laughs> he reportedly told the person, I'm going to effing get you. Whoa. It is unclear if they knew each other. I'm assuming not. The naked plunger guy continued through multiple floors, terrorizing guests by swinging the plunger and oh boy. pulling fire alarms until he was finally subdued by the authorities. Yeah, you can't do that. Police say the man is 21-year-old Trevin Hill. He was charged with assault, criminal mischief, and disorderly conduct. There are reports that he was a flight attendant for Southwest Airlines. Was he on something? And that during his naked rampage, he defecated on the floor of the hotel. I know. It is unclear if he was on anything. Mm. Yeah. I would guess yes. Yes, I would too. Oh, you would. Yeah. That's my professional assessment. Okay. (laughs) 17 after 7 coming up. A classic second date update. You might have missed the first time around, but it's new to you. All my heroes are going down. Arnold Schwarzenegger, another great man. You know what I think it is? I think it comes down to the way he talks. You know? That dude should be unloading trucks in Transylvania. That should, be, that should have been the height of his success. But because he's a great man, he had the balls to move to America. Became famous for lifting weights. He lifts weights. Ah, ah, ah. Becomes super famous. Did he rest on his laurels? No. Next challenge. I'm going to become an actor, despite the fact that nobody can really understand me. Against all odds, he starts making movies. Get down. There's a bomb. Get out of there. Becomes one of the biggest blockbuster stars of all time. What are you going to do next, Arnie? I think I'm Maddie Kennedy. Bam, he does it. <laughs> Cherry on top. I'm running for governor of a state I can't even pronounce, and he wins the election. Why wouldn't this guy think he couldn't bang his maid in his own bed and get away with it? This dude has been in the zone for over four decades. Bill Burr. With Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's (laughs) Q102. Uh, How much do you have to spend to get high roller status at casinos? Oh, I I got an idea. It's now okay to leash your toddler. And we have lost to Pittsburgh. Mm. Yeah. I'll explain how. It is Tuesday, February 7th of 2023. We're Jeff and Jen. And here is your news that did not make the news that we think should have on Cincinnati's Q102. 
Uh, Super Bowl is less than a week away, and pretty much everyone will be watching from the diehard football fans to the people who just uh, really don't care much about football but like hanging out, eating fun snacks, and watching the commercials. A new study has ranked more than 240 cities from the best place for football fans to the worst place for football fans. <gasps> this is not how we lost to Pittsburgh. No. I am refusing to believe. I'm just you shut some troubling news you for you. Shut your mouth, Jeff. It's, let me tell well, you. Well, who else did we lose to? <laughs> Keep in mind, the rankings are based on the number of NFL and college teams and how they've done in the past three years. We're talking ticket prices, attendance, total championships in the team's history, and how popular those teams are. And the best big city... I'm sorry to report, is Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. why? Why, God, why? <laughs> well, here's, I could I could tell you how the, the ranking. Yeah, how did they do the math on this? Because is yeah. this one of those wallet hub things where they are no nope. again, based on the number of NFL and college teams, how they've done in the past three years, ticket prices, attendance, total championships in the team's history, how popular that's, the teams are. And keep in mind... Win. Whenever Pittsburgh would come to town, and and we weren't filling those seats, man, they were, they were, they absolutely were. Yeah, and Pitt, the college, not a good look on television. Yeah, but Pitt, the college, they have a huge like following too. They're like the the number one party school in the U.S. And right. well, here's the, and they've won the most championships too, right, Pittsburgh? Well, how the they Steelers? they kind of they they have the score uh, in the, you know the whole math thing, but for number they're number one for pro football and number ten for college football. Yeah. So then once they pump everything in together, they come out at number one all. Overall, whereas we sit at number eight. That's not bad, though, out of the whole country. Yeah. Pro football, uh, we're number 11. And college football, number 45. Well, yeah, we don't have a lot of college football teams. Yeah. I mean, our Bearcats are absolutely amazing, but that's that's it. Do we really, do we count Ohio State if we're from Cincinnati? No, no, because that would, no. So in terms of the major markets, Pittsburgh was number one. In the medium-sized markets, Green Bay, Wisconsin was uh, number one. And then the best small city is Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which is home to the University of Alabama. Yeah. Uh, the worst big city is Louisville, Kentucky. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we beat Chicago for crying out loud. Chicago's 30th. Remind me what big colleges are in Pittsburgh besides Pitt. Maybe I mean, they're close by. Are they close to Penn State? But we're close to Kentucky. Yeah. We're close to Indiana. Ohio State. Yeah. We're close to Ohio State. Do we get to take credit for them, or, or are they just beyond the 75 yeah, miles? Well, I think I it's know. because Pitt is such a party school. Like, I it's know, but known I, for, like, partying. How many times do you flip on Fox or CBS on a Saturday afternoon oh. and see that Pitt game? Not yeah. us. Well, we as would. much as the UC games, probably. We're not as big of a fan as, you know, yeah. other people are. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here for us. <laughs> we should be higher. There's no doubt. But my thing is, we've never won a Super Bowl, and yeah. Pittsburgh has won. Oh, yeah. For the NFL stuff, I was just talking about the college yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of football, Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green announced his retirement on Monday. I saw that. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. Deserves it. Yep. Played for the Bengals for... Around from 2011 to 2020. Announced it on his Instagram that it's time for the next chapter of his life. I wonder what he'll do now. Maybe he'll coach. They're going to team him up with Tom Brady, who starts with with Fox in 2024. Did you see that? Yeah, he's taking a year. Did you guys see the thirst trap picture he put up yesterday? In his underwear, sitting on the bed. Holy smokes. The Florence Yalls retweeted it with a (laughs) Florence Yalls hat on him. (laughs) That was like, I mean, he's wearing retirement very well. <laughs> He'll be just fine. And think about this. You know, the last uh, four seasons, you know, Zach Taylor has had the, the privilege and the benefit of working with offensive coordinator Brian Callahan and defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. I don't like this story. Yeah, Callahan is now considered the top target for the Indianapolis Colts job. Mm. Uh, he had his second interview with the Colts last week. Uh, meanwhile, Anna Rumo is one of the two finalists advancing to the second round of interviews for the open head coaching position in Arizona. 
according to multiple reports. We have to know that these things are going to happen when when, you're when you have a really good team. So I know. Oh, and there's more. Bengals quarterbacks coach Dan Pitcher is also expected to get a second interview this week for the offensive coordinator position in Tampa Bay. Stop it. <laughs> and all of you say no. <laughs> Let us at least get one Super Bowl win in there before you yeah, fail. Maybe if things move around, like maybe if our offensive coordinator goes somewhere else, then the quarterback's coach could become our offensive coordinator, and then he wouldn't want that job in Tampa. So, right. I mean, you know. You just don't know. It's like Tetris. I, but I would like to just add this, and this is what I would say if I was, you know, working – in the in the Bengals corporate office, I would just remind these gentlemen that uh, those opportunities won't go away as long as you continue to do what you're doing. In the meantime, don't you want to be part of a franchise that's going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, you do. Because we're next. Yeah, and, and then we throw want them you to a be a part of money. that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give them a little more money. Yep. You know, we may not be able to compete with those dollars, mm-hmm. but you get to be a part of something special, and those opportunities will still be there. Yeah. How am I doing? You're doing great. I think that's a, a <laughs> solid stay? argument. Okay. Yeah, I'm staying. I don't know. How much money? <laughs> yeah, right? Good question. That a girl. I taught you well. Uh, chicken wing prices are down. There's some good news. Yeah, just in time for Super Bowl parties, a new consumer price report from Wells Fargo using USDA data reveals that chicken wing costs are down. Remember, they were ridiculously high there for a while. We had a chicken wing shortage. Yeah. Uh, that is no longer the case. Funny, uh, we have like egg prices, which are skyrocketing. Which came first? It's a chicken or egg question here. Yeah. So if egg prices got you down, try chicken wings. Happy to report the national average weekly retail price for chicken wings as of last month was two sixty five a pound. That's down twenty two percent from three thirty eight per pound a year ago. Wow. Meanwhile, the price of eggs uh, did jump to an all time high just weeks ago. Although it is easing back a bit good yeah eggs yeah i love eggs i know Rich and i got into a five-minute conversation about eggs yesterday <laughs> we like over the hard-boiled yeah. hard-boiled yes. I, I like mine a little softer but like a medium you like it to be a little bit uncooked in the middle i don't, I don't want it runny right but you want but it I, soft yeah i don't i don't want to like you want it soft boiled you want the uh, white medium cooked. boiled. You want the white? Oh, for sure. And the 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 yolk a little in, a little yeah, brighter. a little a little softer. Yeah, I don't want it like super dry and crumbly, hard cooked. It's so interesting too when you talk to someone about how they make hard boiled eggs. Everyone's got a million yes. recipes. Like you have an egg cooker, right? Which I don't. But it's I, still a pain in the ass, though, to do. Like, yeah. I, I prefer to. And then but your like, house smells like eggs. Yeah, your house yeah. smells like farts. But the other, like, we have a different, my dad taught me how to do this, like, a thousand years ago. Like, we bring the water to a boil with salt, and then you take the cold eggs, and you slowly float them in, and then you set a timer for, like, ten minutes. And it feels like, for us, they come out perfect every time. That's great. But some people put them in the oven and like a muffin tin and that works for them. Yeah. Some people put them in and I, let the water and the egg boil together. That's what I do. So it's you, like all these things. So you wait for the salted water to come to a full boil before you drop them in. Yeah, but we drop them in soft because you don't want to like break any. Right. So you like kind of float them in. And when they come out, immediate ice bath. Immediate ice bath. And then they sit for how long? I don't know. However long it takes me to like get around to peeling them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> or yeah, I, I, I find I got to let mine sit about 20 minutes before I start trying to peel them. Otherwise, it becomes a fight. Let me it's ask you this. I got a, I got eight eggs that are four or five days past the due date. They're can, fine. Can you can I, float, I, you, what is it, what's that? Are you supposed to float them in water? Isn't there a way to, to see if they're them. still good? Because I was like thinking yesterday, I'm like, eggs are so damn expensive. I should hard boil these. Yeah. yeah and I think they tend to peel better if they're when, they're, when they're older. older yeah. So do I. I do do that. But if they stink, that's a sign they're not. Because I mix it together with my oatmeal, which is another weird thing, but I put hard-boiled egg in oatmeal, and sometimes I'll just cook like a dozen and put them in the fridge and then grab two at a time. Yeah, yeah. I would eat eggs every day if I could. I just, it's a matter of, like, doing it on the weekends, and it's sort of a form of food prep that I'm too lazy to do. Occasionally, when I get ambitious, I'll do it, and then I'm all set throughout the week, but it's easier for me to just pick up a couple of wraps at Duncan and 
See, that's two days in a row. We've talked about eggs for at least five minutes. <laughs> I love eggs. An incredible edible egg. Here's a sign of summer. The root beer stand in Sharonville has announced uh, the opening date for their 2023 season. Uh, sign of spring, I should say, because they open Saturday, March 4th. Root beer stand. It is a tradition for sure. Open in 1957, operates during the summer months. Been a family business since then. So good. Known for its root beer that's made from the same well water as when it opened. They usually do like a Cincy Savers deal too, like around the time that they open. Yep. And sometimes they bring us those big growlers of root beer. Yeah, they got those famous foot-long hot dogs topped with chili. Get them fresh. Hmm. What are you say, Tim? Because they're big fans of Q102 over there. The family's super nice. And we are yeah. fans of them. Okay, the first time you saw this, you thought it was weird. Uh, you may have even shamed a parent or two after witnessing this, but it's definitely become a thing. A lot of people are doing this now. A new poll found that putting your toddler on a leash, as horrifying as that may have been in the beginning, <laughs> has now rapidly become socially acceptable. And for the record, earlier on the show, we thought for about three minutes that <laughs> Jen said, lease a child. <laughs> and we're like, oh, 329 a month can with 4,800 down. <laughs> yeah. 24 I thought you were going to be able to like, rent a kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would lease a kid for a couple. I mean, if you're looking for, you God. can't decide if you want to be a parent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, these leashes, the, this started when Jacob was a toddler and he was a runner. I mean, we had major safety concerns yeah. for him, you know, with the autism. And he, he was he was quick. I mean, you put him down on a sidewalk and boom, gone. There was no no consideration for safety at all. I mean, you could easy, he could have easily run out in front of a car. He could have. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I I've mean, it. it's, it's so scary. It's, yeah. I mean, run right out of a store into a parking lot. Yeah. So I had one, but uh, we never used it. Yeah. 48% of Americans now say it's fine. Compared to 34% who, I don't know, somehow think it just doesn't, it, they don't like the look. They don't think I don't it's like okay. the look either. But, I mean, if you're in a crowded place and you've got a toddler that refuses to go into the stroller and refuses to be held, and the only way that they stop kicking and screaming is if you allow them to walk, but they're a runner, what do you do? Right. Yeah. And it's it's not like it's a dog collar or something. No. Dehumanizing, it's right? It's a harness. Attached. It's like an extended hand holding, is what it is. You're holding hands <laughs> you with your toddler from a slight distance. I, I, I told <laughs> we lost a kid. We'll go with that. When I was younger, I used to babysit these twins that live next door. And one time we went to Kings Island, and their son was a runner, like just would just take off, gone. And we lost him. For about 15 minutes. And I remember that feeling now as an adult that I felt when I was a teenager. And it was terrifying. Panic. Oh, yeah. So I could only, I mean, having the leash would be, would have been so helpful back then. Yeah. Now, if you would like to lease a kid, <laughs> That's a different Jacob story. is available to get your yes. mail and vacuum your home. Absolutely. And pull weeds, pull weeds too. You betcha, yes. and he will pull weeds. Yes, he and will. And the laundry, don't forget. He does laundry, he empties the dishwater, well, sure, he takes out the trash. He'll do he it is all. a good kid, without having to ask. I don't nag him at all, he just does it. It's awesome. Well, he knows his mother's never going to do it. So. That's absolutely true. I've asked him. So, will you please do my laundry too? And it, that's a big fat no. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> he won't do your laundry. No. Oh, really? He won't, but what he'll do is, if I leave my laundry in the dryer, he dumps it on my bed. Oh. <laughs> so I guess he at least delivers it. Take care of your crap, ma. That's I like funny. That he just dumps it. <laughs> he does. It just dumps it. The yeah. big pile. All right, it is 821 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. We're going to play the 1K letter of the day. But first, let's check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Greg is looking for a second date update this morning with Tara. Hi, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me on. Happy to have you. How can we help? Um... I mean, I'm not sure this is a good idea, but here we go. So I didn't sleep with her, so whatever she says can't be too horrible or embarrassing, right? I suppose. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the reason she didn't sleep with you is because she spotted something or just mm -hmm. wasn't attracted to you. but Well, I hope that's not the case. Well, let's start from the beginning. How did you meet Tara in the first place? 
uh, I met her on match, and uh, you know, I took her out to uh, you know a nice dinner, not like too nice, not over the top, just you know, uh, you know, just to sit and you know eat and talk and get to know each other a little bit. Um, you know, everything that I saw on her match profile, you know, I, I really liked her. You know, she's a, you know, attractive and, you know, her likes and her hobbies are in line with mine and all the things that I do. So, you know, I had hopes, you know, uh, I guess expectations, as they say, right? Um, and, uh, you know, when we got together, I ended up, you know, liking her uh, more than I thought I, I would. I, you know, it's been, it's been, it's honestly been a long time since I met someone that I, that I was really interested in. Um, um, I don't know. You know, I, I thought that there was a connection there, and, and she seemed to be into it. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, she was really chatty, too. It wasn't like a one-way conversation type of thing. Um, she was laughing. Um, I didn't get any indications that anything went wrong. Um, you know, I walked her, you know, to a car at the end of the night, and she hugged me goodbye, and I said, you know, I'll talk to her soon, and she said, okay. And that was um, maybe like... I want to say like five days ago. So, you know, I called and, you know, I messaged and um, nothing. So I don't know, you know, I was hoping that you guys could maybe either help me or, or maybe find some closure. Either way, I'd be fine. I just kind of, it just feels like crap not getting, you know, a response, you know? Yeah. Were you nervous on the date? Because I'm sensing nervousness from you now. Like yeah. as you're, as you're telling discomfort. the story... No offense, I don't mean to be picking on you, but you're using a lot of filler words like you know this and you know that, and da, 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 and you're kind of you're kind of flying through it, and it just makes me feel like if this is how you were conversing, maybe maybe she picked up on a certain nervous energy that made her uncomfortable. I, I'm just speculating here. I'm not trying to be critical it's or pick on you because I didn't know. No, I don't take it critically. I didn't even know that I was giving that off. So it's possible. All right. Um, all right, so I'm sorry. How did the date end again? I gave her a hug, and, you know, and we, I, I said I'd reach out to her. I walked her to her car, and then, you know, I haven't heard from her in, like, five days, so. Okay. No theories? Uh, I mean, now that you mentioned the nervous thing, I, I wonder if I came across nervous. I mean, you're, you're opening my eyes to that. You know, I didn't see that. Well, being as we weren't there, we just try to pick up on whatever clues we can to get an overall sense of the vibe. You know, I, she was laughing during the dinner. Um, I, she was speaking, too. I didn't dominate the conversation. I definitely gave space for her to kind of, you know, tell me about her. So I, I think that I think it went well. You know, I really do. Okay. You guys have any questions? Mm -mm. I, I can't think, think so. of anything. Right. Now you brought up what I was going to say, just like. Kind of like a little uh, tense. Right. Yeah. Well, this is a nerve-wracking situation. Sure. I mean, you're putting yourself out there and, you know, well, you're on the millions radio. upon millions of people are listening to you right now. <laughs> and that can be a little intense. Yeah. Well, and it lives forever on the podcast, you know. Forever. People can always go you're back. very kind. You're very kind. All right. Well, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we're just going to call Tara, try to get some feedback from her and see what she thought of Greg and her date with him. And if there's any chance of these two ever getting together again, as Second Date Update continues next, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Well, it's a pretty cut and dry case here, or seemingly so. Greg met Tara on match. They went out to dinner, and the conversation felt, for the most part, pretty free and easy. He felt like it was an even exchange, that he didn't dominate the conversation, that they seemed to share a similar sense of humor. And uh, they hugged, parted ways. He did, he was adamant that he did not sleep with her. He just can't figure out why she's blowing him off after he's made attempts to reach out and get together again. So here we are. And unless there's anything important that I left out, Greg, I I, I'm, I'm, I think it's I think I'm ready. All right, let's call Tara. Hi, Tara. Yeah? Jeff and Jen at Q102 calling. How are you? Get out of here. Who is this? It's Jeff, Jen. We got Fritch and Tim. Morning. Hi, how you doing? And you you're sound on very speakerphone. <laughs> are you serious right now? This is crazy. How you doing? I'm fine. What are you guys up to? What is this? Did I win something? Maybe. We want to send you to a nice dinner with Greg. 
Oh, my God. Did he call you? He did. And, oh, my gosh. Really? Well, he he said you and him had a great date, was hoping to see you again for a second date. Just tried to reach out a couple times. I don't know if you're just busy or. Yeah, no. You've been a little um, scarce lately. Yeah, well, I did like him, but it was kind of a weird conversation. And I don't know, there was just this really uncomfortable, kind of inappropriate, rude line of questioning that he kind of threw at me. And I didn't know what to make of it. I don't even know what you call it, really, but it just seemed inappropriate a little bit. Like, What were some of the I questions? Don't know, I don't know. He kept asking me about money, which I found really bizarre. Like, mm. how much money do I make? And, you know, I'm a nurse practitioner, and he's like, how much money can you make doing that? Is there room for advancement? Is that as good as it gets? He was giving me, like, the third degree, and, oh, do I have credit card bills, and do I have a 401K, and how much money do I put Man. into that? And what are your savings, and what kind of investments do you have? Does your money – he even asked me, he's like, does your family have money? I was like – Holy wow! crap, what is going on with this guy? Okay, I could see it if it was like, hey, nursing, that's cool. What kind of money can you make in nursing? <laughs> like a more of a general right. question. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he even asked me what my expected standard of living was. And I, I didn't even know how to answer that. I was like, uh, dude, I just pay my bills and, uh, you know, live life. I don't know. That's fine. It was weird. I mean, nobody asks me stuff like that, and I don't honestly feel really comfortable talking about money yeah. with people. I don't yeah. know. It just seemed weird, and it was a first date. Like, I don't even know you, and you're grilling me over money. I, it was weird. Yeah. Well, let's ask, because if you've ever heard our show, Tara, you know, we make these calls, and we got the caller on the line, so Greg's been listening to you kind of reveal, yeah. you know, I, what it is that irked you about the date. Well, Greg, right. what was up with that line of questioning? Okay. I can definitely explain it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, just give me time to think. No, 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 no. I spent the afternoon with one of my best friends who's going through a divorce, and the dude is just <laughs> devastated, right? Yeah. So she lied. His ex-wife lied to him about everything to do with money. She oh, lied man. about how much money she was making how much savings she had. She had all kinds of credit card bills, and this dude is completely blindsided, and now he's screwed because she's going to wipe him out in the divorce because that conversation happened earlier in the day. It made me a little bit nervous, and it makes sense what you said earlier, that I probably had some nervous energy about that. It was clearly on the top of my mind, and the questions just came out of my mouth. I 100% agree it was probably inappropriate for a first date conversation, but it is, I think, important to have this conversation later on down the line. And I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry if I came across nervously asking about money or whatever. That's just where I was coming from. I'm a human. Well done. That was that was a really nice. I mean, that's that that's, sounds rehearsed. That is <laughs> it was good though. It that was good. Diesel But that's a real thing. What he's talking about. That's a mm-hmm. real thing with guys. That when they have a, con- I've had conversations like what he's talking yeah, about with same. one of my buddies, and it will it'll send you into a mental tailspin, man. Make you feel like you need to start hiding money places. Absolutely. <laughs> I need offshore, an offshore account. Offshore bank account immediately. Thought the same. Thing. That's a glaring reminder. You know what? It happens. I'm buying gold and silver and hiding more it. attention to our mail. <laughs> See what's happening. Right? And I mean, I love the apology and you acknowledging that, Greg. Tara, I don't know if that makes a difference to you. Yeah, I mean, I get it now. I mean, that totally makes sense. And I would understand, you know, him being like paranoid and everything. I just wish he would have like said that before he started asking me all these questions. It just it just made me so uncomfortable and it was so weird and so unlike a normal first date that I just kind of got weirded out by it. But I get well, it. And as guys, we got to keep that stuff in check too. Like take it for what it's worth. It's one person's experience and not let our imagination or our paranoia, that, that, fear that and paranoia run away the woman you're dating or married to would do the same thing to you. Right. Right. <laughs> not that that had anything to do with why we signed a prenup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh...
But if you're open to it, we'd love to send you both out for a nice dinner. Consider it a second date on us. Yeah. If you're open to it. I mean, I'd be willing. Okay. And, you know, if the time does come, you'll be open to a conversation about a prenup. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) Just so you know, we're always worth a lot more than you think we are. Will you shut it? (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's all I want to (laughs) say. What's the culture where it's acceptable to ask those kinds of questions? Is it a Middle Eastern country or somewhere in Asia or maybe India where it's not uncommon for people to just flat out ask you just as a way of getting to know you? It's Uh just them being friendly when they say, how much did your house cost? Oh. What is your yearly salary? There are places in the Mm -hmm. world where that's totally acceptable. Yeah. I know I you're talking about, but I don't Let know. Let me look it, it up. Is. Yeah. I don't know if they go so far as to say, how often do you and your wife hook up? <laughs> but I do think when it comes to things like money or financial It details, says here, it looks like in Asia, South Asian countries, it says that it's okay to talk about money on dating, different dating stages. It's not considered tacky everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you two are willing to give it a second shot. <laughs> so... Tara, we'll set up the details with Greg. You'll be hearing from him. And we really appreciate you coming on Second Date Update and being honest with us and giving Greg the opportunity to explain, explain himself. himself. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank you guys. Very appreciate it. Yeah, and then uh, make sure no <laughs> dates, no dates, or no friends, no other crazy conversations before you go out on this date. Just yeah, stay at right. home. Avoid everyone. Just stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even turn the news Don't on. Don't talk to your buddy who's going through it. That's so funny. Yeah. All right. If uh, we can do a second date update for you, shoot us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. It's 7.37. Coming up, Secret Sound worth $3,000. And if you missed it earlier this morning on the Facebook Live video, we revealed a new clue. A new clue. So you might want to grab that if you got a quick minute. In the meantime, we check the roads once again. Uh, Denise Johnson is here now with the latest. Hey, Tim. Hey. Hi, Tim. How are you today? Doing well. On the way to school. Cool. What are we doing at school today? Uh, we are working with some power tools and then working on circuits. Oh, man. That sounds, ex- hmm. that sounds like dangerous. Uh, well, it's engineering, so. <laughs> now, are, Very cool. are there any, um, you know, like preliminary classes you have to take in order to take your class? Like, do you have to have uh, any yeah, kind of have. knowledge or experience, or can someone like me with no aptitude or knowledge just waltz in and learn something? Well, uh, I teach at Houston High School, and we have an engineering pathway, so they take a couple of preliminary classes, and then they get into the parts where they're working with the power tools, solar, wind, everything like that, oh, robotics. Cool. Yeah, so they're pretty smart to begin with then. Well, we, we try to make sure they are by the end. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> You're doing your best. Yeah, yeah I, I, I imagine I you got to keep your, your eyes peeled at all times because I can remember. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is like, it reminds me of shop class. The kids in shop yeah. class, you know, could lose a finger like that if you're not watching. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. All well, right, we're going to well. try to win you some money here, Tim. Yep. Yes. So uh, I have an envelope here that I'm about to open up and reveal a letter of the alphabet. And you will have 30 seconds to answer 10 questions that begin with that letter. Yep. And the key to winning is to pass quickly. But just make sure you don't repeat any of your answers, okay? Okay. All We're right. going to hope there's a plus 10 seconds in that envelope, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That'd be nice. All right. So here we go. Show the letter what to everyone. Got? Oh, no. Ah, okay. It could happen. Now, some would consider this a tough letter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a vowel. You got the letter O, but I feel confident that a smart guy like you would be able to pull this off and think fast on their feet. Oh, let's hope so. All right. <laughs> so we've got 30 seconds on the clock, and I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. Oh, my God, and the first answer. This is, you've got this. Here we go with the let's letter O. Oh. Name something you make with eggs. Omelet. Something soft. Orange. Something yellow. Orangutan. A business. Uh, Office Depot. Something you pull. Uh, Pass. A farm animal. Ostrich. Something chocolate. Uh, 
Pass. A country. Uh, pass. A cat name. A cat name? Octo. Yep. Something square. Oh. Octagon. Uh, Oreos. Oreo. Octagon yeah. square. <laughs> uh, man. Dude, you did great for the letter. And oh, my gosh. Is an omen a country? Or Omar. 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 Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it was close. Omelet, wow. orange, orangutan, office depot, ostrich, octo. Octo would be a great name for a pet. Yeah. Yes. Octavia was another one I was thinking yeah. of. Oh, that's great. You did. That was awesome. I was going to say Otto, and then it came out Octo. <laughs> that works, too. Otto's Whatever, great, dude. too. Yeah. It's my stepson's name. That's Darn so it. amazing, You Tim. did good. That was really good. If, we, if you'd had a good letter. Hey, yeah, oh, you would have smoked it. <laughs> but how about that? Well, give me the consolation of 500. I mean, <laughs> we would, but we have to put that toward the next secret sound, apparently. Uh, that's right. Yeah. I know. We're going broke on that one, Which babe. starts tomorrow. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, have a great day. So, hi yeah. to your class for us. and Great job. Nice job. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great Save day. Save the future there. of America for us, Please. Tim. <laughs> well, we'll try. All right, buddy. Take it easy. You too. Bye. 8.32, let's check the roads. Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. You know, I love to travel, and I I tend to be very philosophical about it. I am excited about not really having direction sometimes. You know, I'm just going to hop on the open road and get lost somewhere. Or if I do get lost, it's going to be okay because I feel like I'm destined to wind up wherever the road takes me. Mm-hmm doesn't mean i don't like to plan vacations we do all the time but something happened to a guy that i thought is really interesting uh this guy thought he had a great great deal on a flight halfway around the world but he didn't quite make it that far his name is kingsley burnett he lives in new york he's 62 years old and he has always his whole life wanted to go to australia that's a long trip that's his dream vacation to australia and who wouldn't who wouldn't like to go to australia it's just it would be a very long flight oh yeah i had a very good friend in college named justin thompson and he was from australia and he was one of those guys that we always kind of flirted with each other and all of our friends thought that we should be together but we never did and then we kind of did and then we graduated and he went back to Australia and get a load of this. His dad owned radio stations in Australia. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, can't find him anywhere because a name the name Justin Thompson, seriously. Right. Yeah. Like you're gonna be able to hunt down a Justin Thompson. Yeah, right. Because I've always wondered what happened to him. Well, he finally booked his dream vacation to Australia. You know, it it took him a few years, but hey, you know what? He's 62. He's still healthy. He's excited. He's finally going to Australia. Uh, He hops on the plane. Plane is supposed to land in Sydney. And then the plan was from Sydney, he was going to hop on a cruise ship. Mm, Wow. Poor guy didn't even make it out of the U.S. What What happened? happened? It turned out he booked a flight to Sydney, but it was Sydney, Montana. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it wasn't, like, suspicious to him at all, like, the price tag on that flight or how uh, long it took to well, get there. Well, in hindsight, <laughs> he did think it was, like, the deal of a lifetime. <laughs> but Sydney, Montana is a small town near the North Dakota border. Wow. It's got a population of about 6,000 people. Oh, no. I'm wow. looking at footage of it now on uh, CBS CBS uh-huh. this morning. It's, uh-huh. Look at that plane. There God. he is. There he is. With the flight attendant. Anyway, <laughs> he knew something was up when his American Airlines flight from New York landed in Billings and he saw snow capped mountains in the distance. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, when did all these mountains get to Australia? Oh, wow. wow. Who yeah. knew that Australia had snow-covered mountains? Yeah. Also, wow. they showed the plane. I think it fits 24 people. I did know. you really think you were going to go over the Pacific Ocean in that? <laughs> That's really <laughs> cool. Maybe it was his first time. So she, shortly after that, in the plane that Tim is referring to, uh, the, the next plane he was supposed to get on was a puddle jumper that no way was going to make it across the Pacific. <laughs> It was only supposed to take him another 250 miles to a small airport in Sydney, Montana. A ticketing agent tried to help and says Kingsley had such a great sense of humor about it all. Thank God. But by then, like, the window had closed. 
The opportunity had passed. There was no way to make it to Australia in time for his cruise. So he just stayed overnight in Billings, Montana, <laughs> and flew right back to New York. Oh, man. Uh, but he says the whole thing happened because he was trying to book the cheapest flight possible. And in his defense, mm-hmm. the airport codes are very similar. Sydney, Australia, the airport code for Sydney, Australia, when you're booking it online, is SYD. Uh, yeah. And Sydney, Montana is SDY. Mm. Oh, wow. It yeah. is an easy mistake to make. Poor guy. Sure. Yep. I also think that someone at the Australia Bureau of Tourism Should, needs to yeah. get in touch with this guy and just bring him over and show him a good time. I mean, look how much pub they're getting. Well, yeah. certainly, I mean, he should have realized the mistake by double-checking these things. But the manager at his hotel had worked there for 20 years, and he remembers at least one other guest who made the exact same mistake. So he's not the first guy that this has happened to. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so here is Kingsley and the American Airlines employee that really took the time to help him, and she was an angel. Her name was Carol. She could not have been nicer and more helpful. Here they are both talking about the big mix-up. I saw mountain top covered with white snow. At that point, I knew I was in trouble. It's a matter of acronyms. The SYD as opposed to SDY. Somebody has to fix that. He was really funny. <laughs> Kingsley came and he goes, I've got a problem. For Carol, it was not a paycheck. It was a human being she was dealing with. Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol. And that was good enough for me. That's very sweet. I like uh, how he says, Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol, and that was good enough for me. And the good news is Kingsley is not throwing in the towel. He actually rebooked his trip to Australia for this June. So good. Oh, good. come hell or high water, he's determined he's to go there. there. I just think about all the people who meant to go to, say, Paris, France, where the airport code at Charles de Gaulle is CDG. And they accidentally typed CVG and wound up here in Cincinnati Cincinnati. (laughs) and were surprised at what a wonderful time they had anyway. (laughs) But this is where my philosophy about travel sort of like kind of takes shape here because I think about... You know, it was meant for him to meet Carol, and that was that had to have been a wild experience. He didn't wind up necessarily where he intended to be, but... Who knows what would have happened if he had maybe hung out in the town a a day or two or three and explored the area. He might have really enjoyed it. There are no accidents in the universe. And maybe, (laughs) maybe it saved him from something horrible that would have happened had he actually gone to Australia. It's a distinct possibility. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of wild animals You just don't know. Like every delay that you run into that is a frustration may be saving you from a... You know what? Disaster. I, you? I had that thought yesterday. Something happened to me yesterday on the way to work. Yeah. So what there's an intersection in Montgomery. There's, there's a Duncan. I was on my way to the Duncan in Old Montgomery. And there's a traffic light right over by Moeller that typically it takes a car to trip it. Mm-hmm. So that if you're driving down Montgomery Road, it, it, that traffic light wouldn't turn red unless there was a car coming from either side. Yeah. This is in the middle, you know, bright and early, how early we get up and mm-hmm. we're driving on nobody was on the road and that thing right in front of me was tripped by nothing sucker turned red Hmm. and it wasn't red for just a little bit it was red for a long time yeah and i just sat i could have gone through it but i'm thinking with my luck in montgomery there's a cop hiding somewhere and they're Mm -hmm. gonna nail me right right so i just sat there i sat there i sat there and as the light starts to turn green there's like two cars that almost collided in that road, Ooh. in that little roundabout there. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying that that would have necessarily been me, but. It could have been if you if wouldn't you, have been stuck. If you had added my car into mm-hmm. that equation, who knows what would have happened. Wow. But I did have that thought, like, it's so random. Like, why would I just get a random led, red light Out tripped nowhere, by nothing yeah. that never turns red unless yeah. there's traffic? See, it wasn't random. It's no such thing and as I'm random. I'm like, maybe, it, maybe I'm supposed to just sit right here for now. No. It may I not make sense. I that but... old movie, Final Destination, for the people that didn't get on the plane. All and then all right. this stuff starts happening to them. And Death is like, oh, no, no, no. I'm coming after <laughs> you. <laughs> no well, I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Final look at traffic in the morning. Unless something breaks between now and this afternoon, what do we have? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.